You're listening to the Fake Fans Podcast. Howdy, you're listening to the Fake Fans Podcast. So, um, just before we get into this week's episode, quick trigger warning, I'll put timestamps in the description if you are triggered by mentions of sexual assault, because we just need to discuss quickly what happened with Jake Vertanen. So he has been accused of sexual assault, and what we're going to say about that is that if you still support him and you refuse to believe victims, this is not the podcast for you. We do not want your support. Go away. Go be scum of the earth somewhere else. Yeah. You're you're so much nicer. You're so much nicer than I would have been. Um, I would I would have said I would have said a nasty thing and then told people to leave. But yes, same <laughs> same same premise. Like, I, I think here's a general take that we have about hockey players is that most of us have is that we, we don't expect very much. And so when you can't meet the minimum bar of decency, there's just no room in the sport for you. There's just no room in, in, in fans supporting. There is nothing that the fans are obliged to do except kick you out. There are so many more hockey players that could fill your spot and will. And there's so many more people we can dedicate our time to who are actually trying to make the sport a better place. So, yeah. On. I mean, how many mediocre um, forwards did the Canucks have? A million. They picked up so many. A million. They got a all million. of them. So, yeah, we 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 don't like him. Goodbye. We don't we don't like him. And if you like him, go outside, touch some grass. I swear to God, it'll make you feel better. All right. <laughs> I just like the fact that we never introduced ourselves. <laughs> That's a good point. It's okay. You want to do it now? Yeah. If you do it now, you can like cut it in earlier. Hopefully. I'll, I'll remember. Um, so, hi, I'm Sarah. She, they. Uh, yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Brenna. Um, I, she, her. And my at is at Bruins Devils. Yeah. Hi, my name is Helena. I go by Lena online. I go by she, her, and my at is two far quad, the number two far quad. Um, the backstory behind that is I just this that's just the way I look. That is who I am. We're I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you cannot take the criticism. Far quad kitty. Far quad kitty. Um, was offended when I saw that someone compared Austin Matthews to far quad because as my personal brand that hurt. Hurt a lot. It's been a month since we last recorded, or since we last posted an episode. Let's talk about how we've been and why. Um, if you follow us on Twitter at Fake Fans Podcast, you will know that I've been week to week with depression. I'm doing okay now, but it's just like big sad. <laughs> the, the big sad does get you, and like we totally get that. We're happy that you're feeling less big sad this week. Day to day, it's a game day, and Sarah, you're in. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah I mean I wasn't on I wasn't on the last episode because I personally didn't feel very good and I <laughs> I almost called that a today because I don't feel that good but um like there was a whole so I live in Mississippi and we just had like a huge tornado like blow through like literally right by the place that I work like we were sheltered in place for like an hour and I was having a panic panic attack that whole time so um 
yeah I, I'm I'm good I'm good we're fine um life comes at you fast and also tornadoes <laughs> oh, <laughs> things- it's like it's like my worst nightmare honestly I went to life being trapped at your place of work a nightmare I, target is not the place I want to die you guys that's what it made me realize I don't want to die in a target I would just like to say I'm glad you're on this episode and I'm glad you're safe yay I'm glad Target didn't take you take you down all the way. Although, can oh, the, the amount of money that my family will get if I die inside of a Target is so much money. So much money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I my my life hasn't been that exciting. Um, it's mostly been pretty much the same. I just like work a nine to five. Um, and mostly tried not to get like ticketed because of parking in in Boston. Parking in Boston is the worst. That's all you need to do. That is my, that is actually my my weekly fight is finding parking and then not getting ticketed for parking. Society versus Lena. Society Uh, versus Lena. And I'm losing. (laughs) I think we're all losing. I don't drive, so I don't have to pay for parking. Lucky. That's a win. That's a win. I can always find parking, but also I live 45 minutes away from my work, so. I've discovered that my, when I go to university, I might be able to take the bus to the ferry terminal for free and then just walk on the ferry. So it's like $20 to go to Vancouver instead of $50 to go to Vancouver. So that's very exciting for me. Okay, I love ferries. Like as someone who grew up around like the Seattle Puget Sound area fairies slap they're so good mm-hmm. they're just there's something so magical about being on a boat that goes three miles an hour I love me a slow moving boat Ooh. <laughs> you, feel, you feel no danger um you get to sit in like a little like there's like little boots like in the ferries that I took you get to sit in like little boots and like look outside your little porthole and yeah. if you brought a car, you get to, and if you didn't bring a car, you get to watch all the cars get loaded in the ferry. It's kind of fun. Oh, the car section of the ferry is my favorite section. I, sometimes I just like walk around and touch people's cars. It's like, I just want to, I just want to like, not like go in them, but like, like I, you know, I'm a, I'm a rat deep down, a little mouse, little mousey boy. Okay. And then on to the next question. What was your favorite hockey moment this week? Tyler Sagan's back. Tyler Sagan's back. The Dallas Stars just got a little bit fruitier, a little bit sluttier, a little bit more cringe, but you know, it's a give and a take. After after reading his article, oh my God, after reading his article about literally all that he went through this offseason, you know what? I'm going to allow the cringy ads, the 50 companies that he made up because it was keeping him going. It was keeping him motivated to to rebuild his whole entire quad muscle after going through two surgeries where basically he was like bed bound and wheelchair bound for for like a, a good bit of that. Um, so I'll allow his 9-1 brand, I'll allow his two club dog, uh, dog, oh God, what is it? It's like a dog delivery service. Like a subscription box. calling him daddy on the internet. Oh my God. Um, I'm going to choose to believe calling him daddy on the internet is no worse than the teenage girl is calling him daddy on the internet. Like, it's like, it's like even to me. Um, I, I, I've seen a lot of theories and people are saying Tyler wrote it. Some people, some people are saying his girlfriend wrote it. I would rather choose to believe that his dogs gained sentience and access to a keyboard. <laughs> I believe the dogs wrote it. 
I don't want any human human I don't want any human interaction on that post like I only want the only people who should be interacting with Tyler Sagan's dog's account should be other dogs or Holden's rats like that's it if you're not Chunky or Tuba or the other two I I don't know the names of yeah Walter and then oh shoot what's the other one I don't know God, now I, have to, now I have to find out. Yeah, but either way, like, he, I'm I'm allowing his 30 million cringy, um, I mean, apparently, like, Chew Club is not that bad, and it's, like, kind of cute. I'll, I'll allow all his ad reads, I'll allow all of it, because it kept him going. I don't know what it, what it was about those ads, but he's a businessman inside, I can really tell. I just have he's one a real estate agent. Once again, Brennan, I have one request. Can we please have bucket hats? And I'm looking, yeah. I want some crop tops from the 9-1 brand. I'm I'm begging, I am begging Tyler Sagan or whoever is running the nine TS91 account to just read my DMs. Just open one of them. I have so many good ideas for you, and they're just sitting in a pile of unread messages for one Mr. Tyler Sagan. So if like Tyler, if you're listening, if you could get on that, please. Like for real. Bucket hats, crop tops. Uh I'll buy some socks, but if they're like low-cut socks. Like I don't I don't deal with that like mid-thigh what is that <laughs> or, or go all the way all the way thigh high all the way i i like I mid-thigh have... socks but that's just because i'm short so knee-high socks go on my thighs uh <laughs> i'm talking about like the the crew socks that he sells that are like obviously they're for men so they won't fit me anyway but they always go to like mid like mid calf and you're like that's such a weird place for socks to end mm-hmm. yeah yeah, right. so I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad the fruit is back, and I, I'm so glad that he scored in his first, his first game back. Like, there's no, he left no time for anyone to think that he wasn't ready, or any time for anyone to start, like, saying, oh, Tyler's all washed up, or anything bad about him post-recovery, because he doesn't need to hear that. Yeah. Um, and I hope, I hope, I hope all that positive energy reinvigorates him to party enough that we can make another another fan cam of him partying. I think that that's what I want personally. I want another is he gay fan cam. <laughs> is he gay? I, I I would like to see see if his twerking has improved. That's it has not. Point. I don't think it has. Considering in the off season he couldn't exactly move, I doubt his twerking has improved at all. Right. Well, considering he had to relearn how to walk and relearn to state, maybe he had to relearn how to twerk. And maybe, maybe he got better. Got better. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Tyler. Please don't put your body through that again. <laughs> like uh, I love you, buddy, but let's let's not ruin our bodies. Thanks for for a failed cup run. As as Dallas Stars fan who watched them go through that run, knowing that he wasn't scoring because he was doing his best just to be in the games was so terrible to watch. Like, everyone mm-hmm. knew that he wasn't doing his best, and he seemed really aggravated and sad that he wasn't scoring. And so to hear the fact that not only was his, um, his like, labum on his hip, like, just completely out of place, he had other stuff wrong with him, too. He had, like, a wrist problem, and he had, like, m- more than one issue. It's just that the labum on his, like, hip was the thing that actually took him out. Yeah, I remember, I remember, because um, I rooted for Dallas during the Stanley Cup run, and I remember reading his list of injuries afterwards was honestly 
jarring to me. Like it was devastating. It was, like, it was at least three lines long. I can't remember the extent of it, but I know that like the hip was the worst. His wrist was definitely injured because he wasn't shooting right. And, and he also I'm, like an actual, like, I think one of the big ones was his groin, which is always a very fun injury for me. I mean, not for other people, but I just love, I just love groin injuries. Very vague. It could be many yeah. things. Yeah, gro- groin injuries just happen all the time. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I imagine it's a very hard, very easy muscle to pull because it's just like, it's there. Especially for goalies. And that's why Carter Hart always gets a groin injury in January. Silly goose. Yeah. Carter Hart's Carter a silly goose. He's a silly goose. <laughs> He's a, I have some more to talk about in the document, but just know that um, I like to mock him on Twitter, but that's because I love him dearly, even if he is totally the boy from Alberta who doesn't like me. <laughs> I like to mock him on Twitter, but it's not because I love him dearly. It's because oh, I, me too. Really I, I yeah, he's very easy to make fun of, and I like that about him. Um, so he, 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 he gives it right to me. Like, stay-at-home stay son, easy home run. Home run to make fun of. Um, Carey Price fanboy. We knew, but hearing more about it was pretty embarrassing for him. To have? To have no, I, hope, I hope Carey watches that, too. I hope Carey knows. I hope so, too. To have Carey Price poster over his bed, confirmed, like... <laughs> Full, full on confirmed. It, it took me out. Like I watched that video at work, and I had to sit in the bathroom for like twenty minutes. I was like, oh no, too many jokes forming. So like I had like read about the poster before, and I had read someone like making a joke about it being above his bed, and then they were like, I didn't realize it was actually above his bed, and that was the funniest thing that happened to me today. I want Car- I want I want it to be even more specific. I want Carter Hart to have said above like above his bed, but he meant on the ceiling above his bed, so he just stares oh at Carrie while he's falling asleep. Am I wrong to think it's not on the ceiling? No, it's probably above his like head. Yeah, it's probably like back here. I do think it's really funny that like some people who are not delusional about hockey players and their expectations. Um, have actually clocked like what what certain players are likely to do and not do. So uh, that was that was pretty co- that was pretty confirming that he's yeah. Th- th- there's no way he didn't have it right above his bed. Yeah, come on. I like it's to imagine, I like to imagine it's on the ceiling, so he just had to stare at him the whole time he was trying to fall asleep. And I think he should have a portable poster to hang in his um, hotel room, so that it's just he like he's sleeping at home. He kept a um, Carey Price fucking hockey card in his wallet like a family picture <laughs> like like I do with Jordan it's, it's not to, it's not just that like the poster would be, would be above his bed I I definitely think that like that man was doing goalie meditation two images of of uh of Carey Price so that he visualized basically becoming Carey Price at his peak there's no way he didn't look at the poster and have his goalie like like visualizations go on yeah mm-hmm. Silly, he's silly goose. He's such a silly goose. He's so dumb, and I love him so much. <laughs> Sorry, have we talked about the fact that he once? Um, this is according to Spitting Chicklets. This is before I knew not to listen to Spitting Chicklets. But we've Kevin had that Hart, time. 
Yeah, Kevin Hayes did an interview with Spitting Chicklets where the big thing was where they ended up talking about Carter Hart, and it was like he managed to burn, like not burn down his apartment, but like burn black singes onto his walls to the point of coughing up black stuff for a few weeks because he got locked out while trying to take out the trash. Yeah, he's an idiot. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. a 20-year-old kid who should not be allowed to live by himself. Yeah, I don't know why he's living by himself either. I would not have trusted him with that. Oh, or when he was in, um, what was it? Allentown for like two months before he got called up. He got like two noise complaints and their power went out. Oh. The Lehigh Valley, the Lehigh Valley Phantom roster is like, I don't, it's a fraternity essentially. Yeah. Like, when you go back to, like, all the stories from Isaac Ratcliffe about, like, Morgan, Morgan sitting in a chair in front of his TV, like, a fold-out chair in front of the TV playing video games and with, like, trash surrounding him, it's it's a frat house. That's exactly what it is. I feel like, like, like that's that interview specifically and the fact that, like, all the National Development Program kids get sent away so early makes them really cope. And they clean, like, they, they, they cope to, in, like, not, like, the most, like, adult way in that they form good habits is that they, they, they form habits of convenience. Yeah. Like, the moment they can. Like, they'll form habits of convenience where, like, for example, like, like as much as I, like, love Keandre Miller, there was an article about him and, and Lafreniere, their roommates. They literally said in that in that in that uh, article that they don't cook. Neither of them cook. They always get like takeout, and and I'm like, how how do you guys not know how to cook? You're twenty. Okay. Step and one. Step one. Went, went through the national development program, so he's had years of living on his own, basically, of like yeah. being his own like person. He went to college, and this man still does not cook. In, in his defense, I am going to college next year and I am getting a meal plan for the sole fact of I cannot cook food that will not, like, it's good for me. I solely believe in feed your body so that you don't die, which, like, hockey players can't do. That's true. It's a lot yeah. easier to cook a meal that's bad for you than it is to cook a meal that's good for you. But, like, step one, I feel like step one in being a hockey mom should be teach your kid how to cook never teach know when to teach them how to do laundry yeah. teach them like basic things that they need to do in order to live because with hockey you never know when your baby is going to be ripped from you and sent to michigan yeah. like it's always michigan yeah <laughs> it's always michigan yeah, oh, also michigan. about the laundry comment seeing seeing a video of charlie Coyle doing laundry for like the first time that his girlfriend filmed and then posted you can't this this man went to college i think for more than three years three yeah. or four years he definitely like paid for a laundry service and we got him filmed on camera doing laundry for the first time at age well, like 24 i do charlie, charlie coyle is also the one where she also filmed him using the oven for the first time and he went oh it's really hot in there <laughs> I love him. I love him. I love her. This is just perfect. Perfect couple. Yeah. Solely for the dunk material, I need to watch Carter Hart try and do a load of laundry because I know that when he got to Everett at 15, his billet dad did everything for him. Carter Hart, yeah. Carter Hart does not know where the lint trap is. Can guarantee Ooh. you. He does not know what a lint trap is. 
I just had an incredible idea. You know how there's, you know how we have hockey all-star games and they go and they they show off like how good they are at like hockey. I want hockey. I want I want an all-star life skills game. I yeah. want these I want these hockey all-stars to show me how good they are at normal life tasks, and I want to figure out which one of them just were never taught anything. Like, could yeah. you imagine having like that failing on display for everyone? Like, there needs to be at least something where you can teach them how to be functional adults. Like. Yeah. Like, I know that at the, some development camps, like Flames Development Camp, they have them do, like, a little bit of cooking. But, like, it's, like, in a professional kitchen, like, wearing gloves and, like, jackets because it's, like, a professional industrial kitchen, so you can't, like, mess around, right? So it's not, like, good, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not applicable, yeah, for sure. I only think it should be for the children, so that's, like up to age like 23 <laughs> and, if we, and if we do that the only person winning is going to be ty smith that boy can do laundry that boy can cook that boy can uh probably knows how to file taxes i mean i would like to see uh johnny goudreau do his laundry the man who didn't know what an eggplant was he is a special and he <laughs> is a special boy in my mind, in my soul, in my heart, in my body, I know this. <laughs> he's also like, he's also like 28. <laughs> he needs Who is better life ta skill task? Um, Kevin Hayes or Johnny Goudreau? Oh, they went to college together. They probably know the exact same things because they like fed off of each other in college. If you didn't learn it by college, you don't know it now. Like they have not. The, the men in hockey have not learned anything life skill wise past the age of like 18. I think I, I, I'd say like probably like 22 if they went to college because college does force you to do more things by yourself. But I think that once you once you sign that first ELC, that first contract, and you get $800,000, you decide that laundry is not for you anymore and you decide that cooking is not for you anymore, which I, yeah, I understand that. I agree. Cooking is not going to be for me until I get a girlfriend, they say. And then you just make the girlfriend do all the Yeah. Free them. Please free them. <laughs> free the wags. Free the wags. Unionize the wags. wags. Unionize the wags to teach their husbands and boyfriends to cook. That, that's good. Apparently Marc-Andre Fleury makes breakfast, and that makes my brain happy. Of course he does. He's the perfect man. <laughs> math. All right. Uh, moving on to the meat of the episode, the Kraken are a team! They paid their final expansion, not deposit, payment. Oh, I'm, I'm ex so excited and so afraid. I am Actually, I, I'm, more, I'm more excited because I know that Dallas was smart in how they planned everything. So the mm -hmm. people who are exposed, they're not the, they're not the babies, not the rookies. Um, there are a few of our, like, bottom six like, like like they get some minutes but they're, they're not our top guys I don't think there's anyone who they would take other than Dobby probably but here's my problem I am not worried about the strength of my team I am worried about individual people who I know are exposed and I know might be taken like like if if Seattle takes PK I think I might die PK is not good. He's not good at hockey for what we pay him, but he has enough personality to to 
to require us to pay him nine million dollars. <laughs> like, but I, I, without PK, I definitely I think they I think less people would know about the the Jersey Devils. I think for sure. I think less people would know about hockey in general without yeah. PK. His influence is so strong. I, I really appreciate him. And I'm glad he decided to floss when he was going through COVID. <laughs> you know what? Hey, King. King. Um, yeah, like the, the Devils. I've seen a lot of um, Seattle Kraken predictions because I hate myself. Um, so I think like the top two that people want to pick is P.K. Subban if Seattle is willing to take on the $9 million dollars. Or um, Ryan Murray, who I really, really hope we don't lose because we just got him and he's pretty decent. And we need, I get that the New Jersey Devils are trying to be like super young, little babies. Too young. We need, we need at least one man on this team. Please. I need him. Yeah. They are, their average age is the age of like a a college hockey team, which yep. is so insane. It's lower than the age of a college hockey team. It's like, isn't it like lower than than yeah. Michigan right now or something? I I couldn't tell you, but I would believe it because I know that the average age is like twenty two or something. Yeah. And for for reference, if you like NCAA hockey teams allow people to be up to like twenty four, so you get eighteen to twenty four on your on your roster range. So I'm not surprised if Michigan has an older group. <laughs> when it comes when it comes to Seattle, I have a very specific like team I want. I know it's not going to happen. They might get some of the players, but they won't get all of them. But I want like Hadobin, Riddick, and Voracek all together because the two happiest goalies in the whole league. And then I need the two Czech guys to interact. I just, I need them to interact so my brain can see how they interact. It's just social experiment, right? Yeah, like I just want, um, I seriously want Seattle Kraken to take into consideration not only how um, certain players will affect like their, their team and how they play on ice, but also how it will affect getting new fans into the sport. Like if you, if you take, Matthew and Brady Kachuk, like the amount of power that it, I know that they can't take either of them, but like the amount of power that you would have if you reunited like Tyson Jost and Dante Fabro, like the amount of power that you could give that fan base, if you like specifically curate your team to be um, best like best friends. And the Isles, the Isles made it so far on the fact that they just all like each other. Yeah. Like, they, they just all like each other, and so do the Caps. And they won the trophy. They won the, the big cup one year. I think Vegas, <laughs> Vegas did a very similar thing where they had their, quote-unquote, island of, like, misfit toys. So they yeah. took everyone who was, like, willing to be given up by all their teams. But then they took that, and they made it, like, a found family type thing where everyone was like, well, screw them, we're going to show them that we are really yeah. good players, and we mesh well together. And so you're, they're going to want to create some sort of dynamic that is similar to that. Um, but I think that the Kraken can do, if, if they get their marketing done right, um, I think they could really, really expand the game. I'm really excited for that. I mean, I've been, like, talking hockey all day to someone who, who went to a hockey game for the first time earlier this week. And once you expose them to the fact that there is other stuff to hockey than hockey, 
they're in. Like, they're in for good. Yeah. Um, Seattle needs to draft for the narrative and the good media quotes. That's why I think they need David Riddick, because he is hilarious. <laughs> I think I would, I would like to see Seattle, whoever they take, be good. Like, I want to see them be good. But also, like, I think Seattle really needs to take into consideration also, like, the mission that they, as a team, have put forward. <laughs> and if they take certain players, like, I've seen a lot of people say that they're going to take Vince Dunn. If you take a player like Vince Dunn, it is going to, like, counteract literally everything you have said before this point. <laughs> like, every if you take, like, a Seth Jones, or if you take... Uh, uh, Vince Dunn, or if you take uh, like any of like the Trump supporter e guys, it's gonna it's just going to make me lose faith in them not only as a team but also as a like I forgot the word organization organization, organization yeah yeah I, I agree I think the like the most important thing that they've done to make themselves distinct from other teams is that they've said, hey, we're going to take the Get Uncomfortable Challenge by the Black Girl Hockey Club. We're going to engage with them really heavily. We're trying to do the best. We're talking to um, Sean Tall. We're talking to people who care about sports. We're talking to fans. We're talking to everyone. And they're really making a good effort in the lead up. But the moment they become an NHL team, if they adopt the NHL principles, it's going to lose. People are going to turn away from that. People are going to be really heavily discouraged. That's my fear. Yeah. Sorry to just um, jump in. We're down to 10 minutes left in this meeting, meaning I'm going to start up another meeting and I'll just send it to the group chat and then we'll just have to switch over to that and then I'll just smush them together on my computer. Okay. Right. Yeah, I fully agree with Brenna. She's totally right. If they take a player who, through what they've done, is completely against pretty much everything that Seattle has advocated for, Mm, cancel um especially, especially the yeah. the players who you recognize their name like you would recognize a seth jones you would recognize a vince dunn if you take those players their name is going to be recognizable they're essentially going to be one of the more frontward facing members of your franchise yeah, yeah. there's no there's no going around that you can't hide them mm-hmm. yeah okay so we've already kind of talked about this point but um, Carter Hart's major crush on Carey Price, just, bro, Moose having to encourage him to go talk to him is just so funny to me. Come on, buddy. He doesn't bite, except for the, the clips where he has very aggressively attacked other skaters. Except for the fact that he's one of the fightiest goalies in the league. Yeah. Come on, buddy. You can just approach him. Yeah, it's you just Carey Price. It's just Carey Price. Carter just, turns around and looks, and Carey Price is wielding his massive goalie stick like a bat. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, boy. It's just Carey Price. It's not like he, you spent every night for the last eight years staring into his eyes as you try to fall asleep. Yeah. Come on. Just go say hi. It's just Carey Price, totally not the guy who you had a jersey for. Oh my, oh my god. god. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, I think, I think the one thing that the NHL video of um, who is your childhood hero really revealed how close in age, or not how close, like how, how far apart in age some of these guys are, 
because like you can you you can know exactly the era and pretty much exactly their age based on who specifically they're saying and then you get to people who are like yeah I watched Sidney Crosby growing up and yeah. you get and like Sidney Crosby like now it's now I'm playing against him yeah. now, you're, now you're playing against him or you get to, to Carter and it's like oh Carrie and Carrie has like more he's, he's like Carrie and Sydney both have multiple years left in the NHL like yeah. m- more than a few they're gonna be around for a good bit so really yeah. really kind of wacky to think about I just realized I think Patrick Marlowe wait because Patrick Marlowe was second overall 20 or not 20 uh 1997 right yeah he was before I was born so yeah so that's before Carter was born because Carter's 98. Yeah. So it's stuff like that. Yeah. I find I find that really funny. Yeah. Like, shit like that. But what was I going to bring up? But the talking about players, the picture of the two Kachuk brothers with Yevgeny um, Malkin and Alex Ovechkin. It's like, they are tiny little kids. And there are these, like, 20-year-old men who played against their dad. And now yeah. playing against them. Yeah. I love shit like that where it's like it's like your dad, your dad was <laughs> like you're on the ice and you're just like, I hated playing against your dad and now I hate playing against you. <laughs> That's so funny to me. Um and then so another thing, sorry for being very flames heavy, but Sam Bennett is doing so good on the Panthers. I am so I'm, proud of him. That's I'm really my little man. That's my, my guy. God. I'm really glad that all the talk about, so be, everyone knows that he wanted to get out of uh, Calgary for a good bit. He's kind of just like, hey guys, I'd like to play more minutes. I'd like to be on the ice. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, we'd love to get the chance. Um, so I'm glad that they reached a good solution where he's on a team where he actually is playing. And I'm glad that all the talk of uh, the fact, everyone is like, oh, well, why would you want Sam Bennett? He's only good in the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. That was what he was known for originally. I'm glad that he's doing well now. But the biggest thing is that the Flames could never make it to the playoffs for him to be good. So, yeah, he got no time. That's so sad. Yeah, he... I don't know much about him because um, I'm, like, a, a like a cusp Flames fan. Like, I like Johnny and I like Matt. And I like, like, Noah and, like, all those guys. And I know about them and I watch the games. But I'm not, like in the Flames fandom, so I don't really know any of the, like, ins and outs of the Sam Bennett trade. I literally found out he wanted to leave, like, a month before he got traded. I was like, wait, Sam wants out? What? Huh? Why? I love him, and I want him to stay exactly where he is, because I don't like change. I agree, but, like, so out of the trades that happened, and I have them all in the doc, that happened amongst my teams, other than the Eric Gufferson trade to Montreal, which was like, eh. that was the one trade that I was like, ha- I knew had to happen. It was like, I'm not sad at all. I He's going to do so much better. He's going to succeed. Where uh, the Riddick trade and the Michael Rothel trade both made me want to cry my eyes out. See, I, I, have- I feel similar. I feel similar in energy about the fact that, so I, I recently like, paid attention to the Detroit Red Wings. I've been, like, watching their games. I've been getting into, like, liking a team that's in the middle of a rebuild and learning about what a rebuild even entails. Anthony Mantha got, got traded away to the Capitals. The Capitals take everyone's boy. 
Um, but the thing I'm, I'm most sad about is they took his dog. He had to take, he took his dog with him. Millie Mantha is the cutest Mantha. little dog on earth. And I'm so sad that she's no longer with the wings because she had a lot of good dog friends there. Um, but it's okay. We got, we got Jacob Brana. He's lovely. He also acts like a Labrador retriever. Um, I hope the Red Wings get a team dog so that he can have a relationship with a team dog. I think that would be very cute for him. The Red Wings should get a, uh, a team dog because um, Jacob performs better in front of dogs. Like if you could, if you could fill the stadium with dogs, I think Jacob would, first of all, explode. And then second, <laughs> I think he would score every goal in the game. Like for both sides, I think he would score every goal in the game. He would play goalie. He'd be a forward. He'd be a defender. He would be doing everything. He wants approval from dogs more than he wants approval from people. I think I think this is exactly true. When the when the Caps had their team dog, I think his name was Captain. Like Jacob spent so much time with that boy. Yeah. I love the videos of him like literally getting off the ice and Captain's just there and he's like, hi. And Captain jumps up and they're like, hold hands. Oh, I love he. I think actually, I think we should make it a league wide league wide initiative for all all teams to have team dogs. We have the Flames have a dog mascot, and I think that should count. I mean, the Hound does not count. We have a team furry. <laughs> we all have team furries, furries. <laughs> except for the Red Wings. <laughs> yeah, they just have a giant octopus. Which they sold on eBay. Yeah, yeah that was fun. messed up. <laughs> okay, we have like a minute and 30 seconds left, so I'm going to end this and then start the next one and send you the link. Um, Taylor Hall, Boston Bruin. We haven't recorded since this trade happened. <gasps> Taylor Hall, Boston Bruin, very funny to me, because now that he's on a team that people care about again, we have to go through and explain the Taylor Hall lore, um, which I was reminded of. Uh, Taylor Hall lore is as follows: um, a lottery lottery winner for all of the tra- all the drafts, um, followed by bad at hangman. Not good at playing that game. Doesn't know how to spell. Um, banana like, split. And the bana- banana split. Um, <laughs> as a proclivity for giving away Gucci. Yep. Oh um, yeah, give it away. He just gives it away. You don't have to do anything in return for a Gucci purse from Taylor Hall. He gives away Gucci. That's his thing. Um, And he actually can score goals when he's on a team that's not the Buffalo Sabres. True. Jersey Devils or the Arizona Coyotes or the Edmonton Oilers. He just had to to kill five teams in order to get to his forever home, which is the Boston Bruins, which I am very upset about because I do (laughs) not like this man. I don't I like very the- funny, so yeah. I will allow it. He has cursed my team. He cursed my team. He cursed my team. We have been bad <laughs> since Taylor Hall. Um, and now he's on the Boston Bruins. And there's nothing I can do about it except seethe in anger. Yes. We have, you, when you were talking about the lore, you forgot about the Gucci purse lore. <laughs> The oh. calling his girlfriend breeding material lore. I was material. Gonna be nice also, about it. I was gonna be nice about it. This man, this man gives away a Gucci bag, or I like, I like to think that he would give away other Gucci for other people. 
like the like the memes have been saying. If you see someone yeah. wearing Gucci, Taylor Hall got to them. Like yeah, yeah Car- Charlie McAvoy Gucci um, was it a backpack? Gucci sweatshirt. But, but yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, I like the that, and you also forgot to mention boating license. Oh, boating license. <laughs> that is so Taylor, hard to be. Taylor Hall accepted a um <laughs> what did Rico say Rico said like Taylor Hall um an eight million dollar contract in New York where they don't have voting license <laughs> or you don't have to take a test to get your voting license because it's he so failed funny. it three times fails it three times in New- he, he failed it book. yeah and he failed it three times in New Jersey it's I I have a voting license in New Jersey and I'm stupid too Taylor I know you can do it it's open book, Taylor. <sighs> anyway, has anyone checked what are resident voting laws in Massachusetts? Does he have? He probably he doesn't need one. He doesn't need one at all. Well, he doesn't need one. Has his priority. Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall exclusively going to teams where he doesn't need to test for a voting license. Well, he waived his no move, so I think that's what he's doing. Oh my God, he's a <sighs> nuisance. If I, if I see him, like, if I see him on, like, the river I'm near or the other river that I see very often, if I see him out boating, because people go do that, I will, I will, I will track him down. Don't worry. I will give him a talking to. You'll be like, you failed it so many times. Why do you think this is safe? You should not be able to drive this boat. <laughs> Instead of someone heckling about his play, someone just heckling. Lynn is just heckling him from the side of the river. Hey, you suck at driving boats. <laughs> couldn't couldn't pass the test three times. It was open book. I think I think it's really funny that the term driving the boat has become so prominent in a lot of songs. I think I should just like make like a remix of every time someone says drive the boat <laughs> and put it together on blast for him to hear. I'm sure he must hate. I'm sure he must hate it. Every time he's reminded that he can't drive boats in New Jersey. <laughs> oh funny to me. But I mean, like, he's doing pretty good. He doubled his goal total in one of his games by getting two goals. What was his his goal total, too? So now it's four? His goal total in going into that game was two. Then he scored two goals in that game. I think he has more goals now, but it was just, it was so funny to me. Yeah, he he became a goal scorer upon leaving Buffalo. Like, I think everyone... I think if once everyone leaves Buffalo, once we fold Buffalo as a franchise, I think everyone will score goals. But um, yeah, I just I feel bad for for people who live in Buffalo and who hope the Sabers will do something. God, they're never they're never gonna do anything. And if Seattle Kraken takes Jack Eichel, it's my final straw. If Seattle Kraken takes Jack Eichel, I will never like that team ever. Seattle Kraken. I mean, I already don't like Buffalo. I have beef with buffalo yep don't blame you okay now we're gonna talk about the other flames trade which is the david reddick trade his pat it's been like three weeks since this trade happened his pads are still red why why must you bring me pain every time you know i don't want to talk about i think it's a fun good distraction for other teams to look at and they think oh we're playing against the flames and so but they're playing against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Toronto Maple Leafs will take advantage of that. No, my favorite thing was, did you hear the quote that 
came out after his first game where he rode with the flames. So one, the quote that came out right after the game was, I, that time I like rammed it against the, or rimmed it against the boards was because I freaked out and I thought that I was red, but then I looked down and I was blue. Yeah. And I, then was, a, I was scared by a player in blue. Yeah. That was so good. And then another quote was the, he wasn't sure if he was going to, like, because he knew he was coming on the plane, but he wasn't sure if he was going to be in, like, the cargo hold or actually on the plane. I think that Aww. was a I hope to God that was a joke. Maybe that was a joke. It was so good. It was a great joke. I totally explained yeah. that wrong, but it was just, like, he was, was like, I didn't have much to say because I was concerned that they were going to put me in the cargo hold. And it was just, <sighs> Ritter, I love you. I love you so much. I'm glad he's at least playing. Yeah. So... You gotta win as a leaf, which is very important to me. And me alone. <laughs> as the only Canadian, yes. Yeah. Yes, I am the only Canadian on this week's podcast. As, as the only Canadian on the podcast, you have to you have to be the only one who cares about all of the Canadian teams. <laughs> me me and Lena have like 26 split up between us. I just got it's seven. Only uh oh the next one is michael roffel is a cap with four question marks <sighs> i yeah. still have a supplier's card taped to my wall that's that's the he, he is a cap that's yeah. a thing it's been so long i've already forgotten what they got in, in return for him third round pick or no not even uh, not like even the got pick player. Not even another player pick, and I am so upset about that. So sad. Emotionally. You, split up, you split up a couple and for what? Oh, for I what? Think so. I think third, the most a third round pick. I think the most emotionally devastating thing about that trade was that, like, there there was an article that came out like a few weeks after that, after the trade happened, where they said they were sitting together and they were like making jokes about Scott Lawton being traded and, and leaving. And Raffle's like, ah ha ha, it'll be okay or whatever. And he's like, like, like making jokes about like him like leaving. And they're waiting for his like Ralph, they're waiting for Lawton's phone to buzz. And it was not Lawton's phone that buzzed. I can't that that's so that's cruel. It was so, I'm gonna say it was it. so mean. Of, it was so mean of Ron. No, you're not Ron Hextel anymore. Ron, I almost Fletcher, also said Chuck Fletcher. I know who I'm talking about. I know who the GM of my teams are. <laughs> Yeah, I only know Tom Fitzgerald because uh, related uh, to Matthew Kachuk and Kevin Hayes. Yes, yes. Um, Tom Fitzgerald has me by the baby hairs, but in a, in a bad way. Mm. <laughs> he he like he like takes you by the baby hairs and then he like twists them mm-hmm. to cause immense amounts of pain when he wants to. Like when he traded away Travis Ajak and pa- Kyle Palmieri. He traded away Travis Zajac right after his 1,000th game. After both of them said they wanted to retire as Devils, he like just twisted it, and then I cried for four days. Yeah, but the good news about the Raffle trade is at least he has Zdeno Chara standing up for him, and he's on a team that's gonna, that is probably going to be an actual Cup contender. That man is going to see playoffs. That's my take on um, Sam Bennett. It was like at the start of the season, who thought Sam Bennett was going to be the only flame other than Redick in cup contention? 
No one. No one. I have faith. Yeah. Totally bandwagoning on the Panthers for the playoffs, and it's my fault when I cry. I want I want either the Panthers or the Canes to win the Stanley Cup this year. Yeah. I, I think want, they do. I, I think Isles too. Because I think it's their time. They've been to- like, I, I I dislike the fact that no one seems to take them seriously ever. Yeah. Like every time I hear reporters talking about the Isles, they always discount them because they don't play like a flashy style. Even though I don't think the Isles are interesting to watch, I think they are good at hockey. I think they should just get a little more credit than they 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 currently get. Yeah, I agree. I would agree, except in order for them to win, they would have to beat the Bru- the Bruins, and I do not agree with that. But um, aren't they also, they're fourth in the division, right? I think so. Fourth uh, or third. I think it's Caps, Pens, Bruins, and then Islanders. I'm going to check. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that could change today. If the Bruins lose to the Devils, it could, it could all change. That's true. And the Pens look like they're going to beat the Flyers, which is so fun. Oh, really? Yeah. The pens are up three nothing. No, uh, it's actually three one, but yeah. Woo! It was three nothing when I checked last. Um yeah, but here's the thing. This is what this is what the Flyers get for winning on Pride Night. Like you can't have everything. You can only beat the pens once once a week, and you chose Pride Night, which is good for you. So Justin Braun? Justin Braun, elite, elite goal scorer. Elite He's going to get taken to, to Seattle. Assist from Wade Allison. So true. Yeah. That's, pretty, that's pretty good. Uh, what was I so on the topic of Flyers Pride Night, Nolan Patrick didn't put any pride tape on his stick. I have nothing to say about this. I have yeah, I think nothing it's, to say about this. It's the same energy as Quinn Hughes not putting it on. I think... I expect once again. I expect so little and so so very nothing from them that seeing them not do something is like, okay, yeah. uh, my opinion still hasn't changed. I just appreciate the guys who who actually go yeah. through the effort and do it and talk about it and are like willing to like engage. Yeah, Agreed. like if you if you have your pride tape on for warm ups and warm ups alone, it's like whatever. Um, I don't really care. Like, cause I didn't, wasn't there a thing when Quinn Hughes had his, didn't have his pride tape on, they were like, they all just grab like from a pile of sticks and some of them are taped and some of them are not. Like, yeah. I assume that was just the thing for everyone. Um, but like Sammy Vatanen, if we can talk about Sammy Vatanen for a second, I love him so much. Um, another way Tom Fitzgerald just like screwed me. Um, we had just gotten the Devils had just gotten Sammy back from the Canes, and uh, then we traded him away again. So I don't, I yeah. So what happened was he was on the Devils, and then he got traded to the Canes for his season, and then his contract is up, and the Devils were like, "Hey, Sammy, you want to come back?" And he was like, "Yeah, I want to come back." And then we were like, "Go away, get out of here. You're too old for us now." And then we sent him to Dallas. So hopefully, um, once his contract ends in Dallas, we'll do the same thing all over again. Just be like, and you'll trade him back. away. And you'll yeah, trade him away. Back. We, we miss 
and then we'll trade him away again. <laughs> Maybe to and Canada like, this time. Maybe. He, kept, he kept his pride tape on for the game, which the nobody game. did. Yeah. That's so cute. Uh, the point I was trying to make with the Nolan Patrick no pride tape is all of the, for lack of a better terms, utterly hilarious tapes <laughs> that have come out about this. Like, oh, no. I mean this in the nicest way possible. The take about maybe it's because of his migraines that he can't wear pride tape. I don't mean this in like an ableist way. I just mean that this is utterly hilarious because he plays for the Philadelphia Flyers. Have you seen the shade of orange they wear? (laughs) It's Jersey causes migraine. (laughs) (laughs) I I really hope it was like a 12-year-old who wrote that. And I'm not one to dunk on children, so I'll leave it at that. But I'm just gonna cut. I'm just gonna cut it out here. Um, I hope to God I, all those takes were by children. Yeah, sixteen and under. Yeah. Like not saying that sixteen and under year olds are dumb, but it's like you still you are allowed to have bad takes, and we won't mock you because when I was under sixteen, I definitely had a lot of really bad opinions. So we know, we know. Well, my like, thing is that. Six, 16 and under, I genuinely believe that you are allowed to be so enamored with a regular old boy, just mm-hmm. to, just some dude, that you become so blind to the rest of the world and the reality that he is just some guy. Because, um, like, and the, the extent to which parasocial relationships can go when you are 16 is way, way too far. But I'll leave it at that. Yeah, fully agree. What was the other take? Oh, there's also been like, maybe he's in the closet. It's like, let's not talk about that, please. <laughs> like, oh my God, maybe he's a queer. Maybe yeah. he's queer and that's why he didn't want to wear Brian tape, you guys. <laughs> that's the best take I saw. <gasps> like, again, I recognize that that like to some people, especially queer people, it can be dangerous to be open and out about it. But in a situation where all of your straight teammates are doing it, I would just say, slap it on, don't stand out. <laughs> yeah, because now you're making us think you're queer. By not having pride tape on, we think you're gay. Exactly. It didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work, no one thought you could see right through you. Megan, or no, was it Megan's take? It was someone's Come on, take. Gulasp. But I can't remember I if it was Megan, Megan replying to someone. Was like, what if someone sent him an AO3 link and he's just spiting us? Deserved, once again. If, if that Honestly, is true. Yeah. Yeah. If that's true, good for you, Nolan. Good for you. If that's true. You've proven you can read and you didn't like what you read. Proved <laughs> <laughs> you can read. Uh, Lenny, you're so funny. Okay, next up, we can either talk about Coalfield, Bilbo, Cole, Bilbo, Caulfield, and then Cole, Caulfield, Bilbo. About Tom Wilson and then Cole Caulfield. I have no opinion on Cole Caulfield. Okay, I so, love him. I um, think he, I'm sure. glad he's eating. He's t- tiny. So tiny. I like, tiny baby. I, think, I think he There's should no win baby. every game for the, the Canadians from now on mm-hmm. because I want to see him surrounded by his massive teammates and swarm him until I no longer can see him. I want him to disappear and pull a magic trick every night. Yeah, the Nick Suzuki, um, Cole Caulfield, Tyler Toffoli line. I am 
The, I, uh, I take it back. I do have an opinion on, on, on Cole Caulfield, and it's that when he plays with those two boys, I like him very much. Yes. He's I like that line a lot because those are my two, fa- my two favorite Habs are on that line, Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki. I appreciate a Tyler Toffoli every now and again. I think it's really funny how um, Tyler Toffoli, when he, after he got traded to the Habs, the first game he played against Vancouver, he like got punched. <laughs> it's like, okay, that was building. Like you, Bo Horvat wanted to punch Tyler Toffoli for like at least a year before he was able to. Like, you know. That's incredibly funny. I also, I think, I think every team should do what, um, what the New Jersey Devils and the Montreal Canadiens do. And they should bully their rookies by giving them terrible nicknames. Yeah, Bilbo. Lil Jizzy. Let's go, Lil Jizzy. Bilbo and Lil Jizzy are. <laughs> and also, Huggy Bear is, like, kind of bad in, in like, a funny way. Yeah. It's, like, endearing, but it's also, like, not a great nickname to have a bunch of people call you. Yeah. Like, um, what is it? Robo. And then you have Dalla Dalla Bill Krilla. Like, yeah. like... Those are top tier nicknames. Like Dollar Bill Krilla is going to be his nickname for the rest of his life. He has think- t-shirts made. Yeah, Dollar Dollar Bill Krilla. Like, love him. I think That's- I think actually, Lil Jizzy will be Jack's nickname for the rest of his life too. So yeah. when he's thirty five and being called Lil Jizzy, I think I think that'll be perfect. Punches the uh, wall. <laughs> Punches a hole in the wall. That was the funniest tweet I saw all day. It was like <laughs> little <laughs> Jack Hughes ten years from now when he when he gets called little Jizzy and punches a hole in the wall. <laughs> Jack Hughes is the birth of his child when they announced that little Jizzy had a baby. Punches a hole in the wall. Thirty one. <laughs> I think I think every team should give their give one of their rookies an embarrassing nickname. Yeah, Flames get on like- that. If they're really good, they should do it because they can they can take it. They can take it because they'll be outscoring and it won't matter. Yeah. Like, I don't think Paul Caulfield cares that he's being called Bilbo because he scored two OT winners in a row. Oh, my God. I think he's fine. Wow. I think he's good. I think he's doing well. I have intense <laughs> hatred against the Habs, but that's just because Canadian built up rage against the Habs and the Maple Leafs. But I love Cole Caulfield. I found out today that a guy that I work with, he's in a frat, and yeah, boo, and he um, has, some of his frat brothers are St. Louis Blues fans, and I, (laughs) you can cut this out of the podcast, I just really wanted to tell you guys, Um, but I was specifically, he was like, I don't know enough about hockey to roast them, and I was like, all you have to tell them is Bennington is shit, Bennington is shit, and don't come for my ass, don't come for my fucking team, when your goalie has the worst save percentage in the league, like, uh, highest goals against average, like, this man did not deserve to win the Calder in 2018, and you fucking know it, like, and that was all, and he was like, okay, (laughs) he was like, can I record you saying that, and I was like, yeah, you know what? Give me your voice. Give me your phone. I'm gonna f- record a voice memo for you. <laughs> I need to hear the resolution to the story. He needs to tell you the response of what happened. I have to. I have to wait for him to go back to college. But um, anyway, one of them is also a Habs fan, and I was like, oh, 
how did you find a Habs fan in the wild? Like, I've never met one of those before. <laughs> like, only, only on Twitter, though. Like, I've met them, but never, like, walking about. Like, I once, when I first moved down here, maybe, like, two or three weeks into my new job, I spotted a Leafs fan, and I literally, like, he was wearing, like, a Leafs hoodie, and I almost stopped and screamed at him because I just needed to talk about hockey to someone. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, you shouldn't do that. This is a customer. You should not yell at them about how um, about how good Mitch Warner is doing. <laughs> like, you should not. But yeah. Yeah. One okay. of the physics teachers at my school is like a Habs fan. Like she has a signed PK Subban like picture. So true. Yeah. Um, and then like a few of the kids, Habs fans, but like my grandma's a Habs fan, but that's because she's a like her stepfather was in Montreal for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I go to a hockey school in Boston. So there's like a lot of Bruin fans because there's a lot of people from the New England area, but then yeah. there's a, a lot of transplants. So because it's a hockey school, people will come because they like hockey. So you will have fans from literally everywhere. And then even if you don't start out liking certain hockey teams, if you get attached to the players you're watching in college and they, they are already drafted somewhere else and you may end up getting attached to them later. Yeah. So I imagine that's bad. I understand. <laughs> okay. Now do we have to talk? Do we have to talk? Do we have to talk about Tom Wilson? I mean, just a little bit, maybe. Because I, I literally have one thing to say about this and that is like, I personally am not good at articulating intelligent thought. Like I'm not good at speaking or writing or like mostly I'm fine when I'm speaking, but it's like the idea of like tweeting about this gives me huge anxiety because I once did it and I once had like, literally I I tweeted like, oh, Tom, I think this is like the last time that it happened, but I was like, oh, Tom Wilson needs to be held accountable for his actions. I'm not saying he's like a dirty player or anything. I'm just saying that like, if if he does a bad hit he should get suspended and I had my my dms were flooded my my mentions were flooded and I had to delete the tweet and it was a whole bunch like I wouldn't I didn't even say anything that controversial I was just like hey bad hits equals suspension yep but it was because it was Tom Wilson that like all these people came into my dms and were like were like you need to die I literally got one that was like you should die cunt and I was like okay cool um this is fun yeah. Fun and flirty atmosphere that Twitter has is unparalleled. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, maybe only by Tumblr. Oh, please. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with you there that, like, it is hard to have an actual discussion about, the like, the repercussions that, like, for example, like, dirty players, people who are considered dirty players or reoffending players should face if they continue to reoffend. Like, should, if, if there should be, like, a higher penalty if you do things, like, ev- once every once every year versus, like, every other month, you know? Yeah. Like, like mm-hmm. I think there's something to be said of, like, people were coming to defend Tom Wilson for his last hit because he hadn't been, um, he hadn't been suspended or fined by uh, player safety in a while. So he, they, he shouldn't be considered a dirty player. And so you, you can maybe discuss his history with yeah. that, like, seeming that he hadn't, violated the rules to such an extent but what people seem to always do is they always seem to want to point at other people who they think should be should be penalized or should be taken to focus on and it's never time to talk about 
what Tom Wilson is doing and what Tom Wilson could potentially do in terms of injuring other players. Yep. My, like, my sorry, you go. My yeah. biggest problem with this is that when I wasn't on Twitter and I wasn't like, I'm not a Caps fan. I didn't watch a whole lot of Caps games. So I wasn't really um, aware of Tom Wilson, like being like this before uh, before like a couple of months before hit the last hit he did and when the last hit he did happen and people were like oh he hasn't been fined or he hasn't been suspended in a couple in like a, a year or two or whatever it was um, what I'm realizing now is that he wasn't fined or suspended for this one either like it just because he wasn't fined or suspended doesn't mean he wasn't doing bad hits yeah like the, the fine specifically was for the Buchnevich uh, pushing to the ground and then punching. Yeah, uh, which, it wasn't for the Artemi Panarin hair yeah, pull. Yeah, about, then... about, about taking Artemi Panarin and forcing his head toward the ground at a very fast speed. Like, if, if Panarin didn't move his shoulder, his head would have hit first. That is really <laughs> the unfortunate truth and what people don't want to talk about the potential consequences and how serious this really could have been. What I think we should talk about instead of Tom Wilson is the fact that the New York Rangers have come for a man's job. They are coming for, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but the head of- Harris. Yes, that man. But they are, they are like, you are not good at your job and you, you need step down. And I think that is very funny of them. I, I'm Very- glad the organization take a stand, especially because they like the whole the whole premise of like handing out suspensions and handing out fines is it's supposed to be like equal across everything. And people have given many different examples of like what a five thousand dollar fine has been in the past and mm-hmm. what it is now. And there are some really varying levels of like severity to what a, fi- a $5,000 fine has been. And this is really not on this, this is really far beyond what they've considered a $5,000 fine. Like they've, they've suspended people for much less for, and they've suspended people for multiple days up to like a week. Like it is, it, it has been, this is, this was literally nothing. This is yeah. such a miscarriage of the premise of player safety. They didn't even pretend to care about player safety when they all all they wanted to do was find Tom Wilson five thousand dollars so that they would have a fine and move on. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm also, just doing a quick Google. Um, I'm doing a quick look at the uh, the Boston Devils okay, score. So Tanner Hall just scored, and I hate him for it. So Matthew Kachuk was suspended for two games, um, for elbowing Drew Doughty in the head, <laughs> which was like as a rookie. Yeah. So that's like, yeah, like, you know, I would, Garnet Hathaway got suspended three games for spitting. Um, yeah, like, uh, Kevin, Kevin Fiala this season got suspended for three games for, um, essentially what he did was fall into a Kings player and smash him up against the, the boards. He got suspended three games for that. It didn't look malicious. It didn't look like. I, I mean, this is just my personal, like, recollection of the events, mm-hmm. but it didn't look like it was malicious or anything. Like, Kevin said he felt really bad about it. Um, like, I mean, there's, 
there's a difference between the kinds of players who do stuff like this and then like apologize versus Tom Wilson who does stuff like this and then will post on Instagram. Oh, I'm so glad I have a couple of days off. It's like, you know why you got those days off, man, right? It's, it's also, it's not just that. I think that like, maybe we should be considering like, any any head contact as an automatic like suspension yeah. just yeah. just for the health and safety of players or at the very least have the uh result ha- have the suspensions be related to the results like yeah. brand like brandon carlo had a really like horrific like had a really horrific injury and mm-hmm. he like lo- almost lost this he like like didn't have his vision like one eye for like a whole day or something like it was mm-hmm. a really scary head injury yeah that did happen. (laughs) I think we should like also take into account the fact that every time that Tom Wilson does one of these hits, the player is out for a very long time. Like, like it it, it was uh, Brandon, Brandon Carlo, who was then out for like four months, like a very, very long time. And then now Artemi Panarin is not going to be in for the rest of the season. Yeah. Which is only for the games, but we don't really know the length of his yeah. actual injury to this at this moment, and it's it's just not a great sign that he's not going to be in the last three games. Yeah. Well, sorry. sorry. Um. So Tom Wilson, he hasn't been suspended like up until March sixth of this year. He hadn't been suspended. Um. Ex- since twenty eighteen. But then he was suspended 20 games, which got reduced to 14 games for an illegal hit to the head. I think if you do anything that gets you suspended for more than 10 games, there is nothing you can do unless it's like minor that should be able to get you suspended for less than 10 games. Like unless you do total reform of your behavior. Yeah, I think I think that alone is a pretty bad indicator of what he's like on the ice the very least if it's not if he's not if he's not intending quote-unquote everyone says that oh he doesn't intend to be a bad player he just does this he's reckless x y and z he still is dangerous like it is proven that he is he is dangerous to other players on the ice and he will injure people Mm -hmm. regardless regardless of his intention or not yeah yeah also he was for brent the hit of brent and carlo he was suspended seven games this season yeah crazy uh yeah i just i i i used to i don't want to say be a tom wilson defender or whatever supporter whatever you want to call it up until this brandon carlo point because it was like it was like yeah he was he was getting better like he was hadn't been suspended for two years i thought he had turned it around and now within the span of like three months he point where they almost have not been able to continue their season like mm-hmm. Brandon Carlo came back for one game got hit and re like re-injured himself like Brandon Carlo has been out essentially since the Tom Wilson hit oh that that's yeah I I, I really think they they should reconsider his um his appear his like he, he if he's if he's as as a player who directly threatens the health and safety of other players mm-hmm. why why is he why is he still around yeah like like people like to point to Marshan but Marshan very clearly has 
change his behavior. And even so, I, 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 I remember the, the biggest thing, correct me if I'm wrong, like he, he's been like dirty before, but I don't think he's been suspended for the amount of games. He's not been suspended for the amount of games. Like his biggest thing is he'll like soccer punch people in the back head. By the way, we have five minutes left in this one solo. Yeah, like oh, that, yeah, um, that's that's not. Brad Marchand, Brad Marchand is dirty in a different way. Like he's yeah. dirty as like he is sleazy. He will lick you. He will punch you in the back of the head. Like he will have his leg out while he's skating by you, just slew foot you. Yeah. He will. He will like start fights for literally no reason. But he does not. He does not have the um, injury record that Tom Wilson has. He does not have like the amount of hits to the head that Tom Wilson has had, the amount of, like, boarding calls that have gone wrong. He did not – he has never, like – what? Uh, okay, okay. Before I make a fool of myself, if I'm wrong, I need you to cut this out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but was Tom Wilson the one who um, flipped Elias Pedersen, or was that somebody else? Somebody somebody literally, like, like threw Elliot like, at least, like, it was during a preseason game. I can't remember who it was. Googling Pedersen. Flip. I don't think it was Tom Wilson. They, I don't think they would have played each other for the preseason. Yeah. Oh, it was Ryan Hartman. Oh, fuck, it was Ryan Hartman. Shoot. That's not good. But, yeah, like, I remember who, who, uh, oh, no, that was Evander Kane who body slammed the official. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. But like, even, even still, like if you want to have the discussion to make, to oh, make wait. player safety more, more important, more impactful, yeah. if you want to look at people who have, who have had histories of like being, being issues, who've been suspended, who've been fined, even no one else comes close. No one else comes anywhere close to this guy. And I think at the very least, anything, cl anything close to the head, any contact to the head really should just be suspension, yeah. dissuade. We cannot have like people like like, w like, like we cannot have people like have the like injuring themselves to the point where they lose their professional career. Like that is just not something that this league should accept, and that's also something that player safety should accept at this point. It's happened yeah. too often. Like W double A I H F rules. Any head contact, contact, immediate suspension. Like because you can throw your hits and you can still like hit hard and have your fights without making head contact in your hits. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like if we if they adopted these rules, it would really get rid of a lot of the um, arguments, the arguments on Twitter that are like he shouldn't have been suspended for this, he shouldn't have been suspended for that, because a lot of what that comes from is the fact that some players are get will get suspended and some players won't. But yeah, it's the same hit, and it's yeah. like just just make the rules and then stick to the rules. I mean, it yeah. can't possibly be this hard. It's like, this is the thing where it's black and white. It's black, it should not be, it should be a binary. It should be, he either hit him or he didn't. He either made head contact or he didn't. Yeah. It should not be the, well, he made half head contact and like, you know, he's tall and he's hit him before. It should be, he hit him, therefore he is suspended, right? That's it. Also, um, it wasn't it wasn't Ryan Hartman. I watched the video, and it wasn't Ryan Hartman. That was a different hit. Um, it was Mike Matheson. Oh. Okay, I'm gonna because uh, I'll hang up on this one, and then I'll start recording the next one.
and that will be where we do our bits so hockey nepotism and three stars and that sort of thing okay i have i have no well okay okay do we we have do we come up i don't remember how it worked do we come up with a collective three stars and three hearts well, i have a collective three stars and three hearts but like you guys can add your own since okay. mine are like very per like not personal but they're like specifically things related to what i know okay so uh on to our reoccurring bits first we have our hockey nepotism shout out and i decided that it's going to be ron hextall because he took um friedman from us and it was his birthday yesterday so he gets a shout out and his grandfather and his father both played in the nhl so all i'm saying is he was a and then he was only a gm because he was a franchise goalie and now he's the GM of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Like, don't play on both sides of the battle, Pennsylvania. You're bound to get someone to punch you in the face. <laughs> yeah, um, Ron Hextall. I, I don't really know much about Ron Hextall because I didn't start starting start um, like caring about the Flyers until I got onto hockey Twitter, and um, he's before my time. And also, he's he works for the Pens now, so I just ignore um so i don't really um want to give a nepotism shout out to tom fitzgerald um but because i don't think he deserves one so i'll just leave it at that i'll just say hockey nepotism definitely worked for him but i don't like him for it yep all right Lynn, anything anything to add no, I'm, I'm here as a learner. I'm here to learn about all the hockey nepotism that's happening. So let's go on to our three stars of the week slash the past month and a bit because we've been behind. So I say that our first star of the last three weeks is Sam Bennett for absolutely tearing it up in Florida. Go Florida! Go Florida! As you can tell, this is an unbiased podcast. Go Kitties! Go kitty cats! I, I have to I, I really like their vintage jersey. I'm like really looking at like getting the one with the cat like pouncing. That one the, is very the logo is very good to me, the pouncing one. Between the, the pouncing kitty cat and then also the shoulder patches are palm trees. I love it. I love that jersey. I love I love that jersey so much. I, I'm glad they're getting their time in the sun, so to speak. Mm -hmm. oh, they deserve it. They play in sunshine, Florida. Yeah. Sunrise. Sunrise. Oh, yeah. Sunrise. All right. I gave my second star of the week to Clarissa because she oh, won deserved. the Canucks. Clarissa, Clarissa, first star of the week every week. Every week. Permanent star, Clarissa. Yeah. Um, at Quinn's Edgework. And it, she won, let me just look it up, because I sent myself a tweet, and then I forgot to put it in the document. <laughs> the Botched Ford Project. So she and th two other people won, and she pretty much got to go to the Canucks game and, like, learns all about media, and I am so proud of her. And she did such a good job, and it was such a good opportunity, and it was so cool. Yeah, based, based, um, on, what she's, based on what she's explained to me, it's, it's a really good opportunity. She will be like writing an article mostly about like a general topic that she can ask kind of any player in the past they've been able to like get like one-on-ones with players like specifically they could like they had more free reign of facilities where they were able to like 
talk to players, just walk up to them, make conversation. Um, now they're just going to, they're going to get whoever the coach puts out, which is cool, but I think it'll make some, for some more interesting thematic articles about maybe the NHL season or maybe yeah. about the connects as, as an organization in general, or maybe just about like, like, like groups of groups of players within the team or how they view the team. I think it's going to be an interesting take either way. And I'm really excited to see what all three get out of it, but especially Clarissa. Mm-hmm. Clarissa, my beloved. Um, Clarissa, my beloved. Clarissa, my beloved, you deserve the world. I know you're, you know you're listening. You better be listening to this. We'll make her listen. Um, we'll cut out this part specifically. Because I know she doesn't like podcasts because she can't interact with them. Uh, and then my third star of the week is David Riddick. He didn't do anything. Actually, he won a game as a Maple Leaf. But I just love him very dearly. They took both of my mildly okay European um, support men away from me, and I am upset. Yeah. I would like to say my third star, instead of being David Riddick, I think it should be uh, Jake Ottinger. Every time I see Jake Ottinger play, he's playing out of his mind for a team that wants to lose. As much <laughs> as they say they don't want to lose, they sure play like it. Um, he, he stopped... He was put in after Dobby was taken out um, in the most recent game. And they, they in OT, they left him out to dry on three or four really good scoring chances against the Panthers. He had to stop an Anthony Duclair breakaway by himself. And then, the, and then they still lost. Oh. He tries yeah. so hard for that team. And he is going to be, an, he's going to be the franchise goalie. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally believe in him. The okay. problem is, franchise, I need you to get better. I need you to, I franchise need you to support your goalie. Franchise, yeah. please support your goalie. Once again, Jake Ottinger did not deserve us at BU, where they also treated him like this, where they treated him as the uh, saving grace to the program. Yeah. And Alice should not be allowed to treat him like this either. Mm-hmm. Fully agree. Um, I don't know. Who's my third star of the week? My third star of the week... Um, I think I'm just gonna have to give it to, like, I don't know, Kirill, like, Kirill, uh, I think the, the, on this podcast, our, our general consensus is Kirill for Calder, shut no. up, please, <laughs> <laughs> shut up, Kirill for Calder, um, Robo, because he's a Wajian, sorry, give Robo. me my representation, give me my representation. Robo, Robo is doing a really good job in less games. He's he's getting more points in less shut games. Up about the, shut up about the less games. I can't wait till it comes to the, the, the playoffs and he's not. <laughs> they vote on the call voting for the playoffs. I know, but I think Kiro Calder because he is perfect in every way and I am in love with he and the Minnesota Wild has stolen my heart. Um over the course of this last year, and I just need them to know that. I think the Dallas Stars should be allowed to win one thing, and by Dallas Stars, I mean Jason Robertson. I think Jason Robertson, who, like, has become the playmaker that Dallas has been missing since, like, Tyler Sagan is no longer, before, before now, was no longer playing. They needed someone to start offense, and that is his whole job now, and he's good at it. Please give I him need, the colder. I need this. I I need this. You're going to the playoffs. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I agree. 
Okay, wait. Minnesota Wild wins the Stanley Cup. Kirill wins. Con Smythe. Con Smythe. I was like, I forgot what the MVP trophy is called, but Con Smythe. Yeah. And then we both win. Yeah. I I like if if the Panthers can't win the cup, I want the Minnesota Wild because then Cam Talbot wins the cup. We love Cammy. I love Cammy. I'm really happy he's on my team now. Um we have two really good goalies because we also have um Kapu Kokkinen. Um and he's really good. Um, I'm surprised that there hasn't been more talks in the around the league for Kabo Kakinen for Calder, because I or or like Calder or um, Vezina. Like he is so good. He is so good for for someone who is like it's his literal first season. Like uh, amazing. I think he has like a six 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 zero oh, and one record. Like let me check. Let me check. Yeah. Always good. Yeah. He is. While we're talking about goalies and while Brenna's looking that up, shout out Alex Lyons for getting his first win of the season on Pride Night. Oh, Alex! Pride surprise. <laughs> Our Pride surprise is that Alex Lyon is um, a winner. Finally- Finally good at hockey. Finally um, a winner. Finally a winner. Uh, his overall season stats are 15-7-0. So he's really good. And save percentage is uh, 0.909. That's pretty good. Can I get him on my teams? It's his, it's his first season. Oh, good for him. Good baby. Good baby. My good baby. He's also a Finn, so I need to tell Sarah. Oh, is he going to go to um, Nashville? Hmm? Oh, with the rest of them? Hopefully not. I like him a lot. I kind of just want everyone to stay where they are. Yeah. Um, Okay, do you want to talk about hearts now? Yes. Okay, so first heart of the week goes to Carter Hart for his unfortunate season-ending knee injury. Rip. Rip. Rip his knee. Yeah, rip his knee. He, I mean, yeah. He Goal- things to endear a bunch of people and push my propaganda up. He's just a little boy. He, goalies, goalies are accepted. They're supposed to be the starters. They get a lot of, they, like, especially this season, I, I can totally understand. And, I, and, and by understand, I mean I'm mad about the fact that we've had so many injuries. Mm-hmm. Only due to fatigue and only due to um, excessive, like, excessive games. Doesn't make me happy. Feel bad for the players who have been injured and had to be, like, day-to-day or out for the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really sucks. Yeah. Player health and safety, once again, what are you doing? Just, Not just, it, fatigue, I mean, fatigue injuries are fine. They happen all the time. Even I though mean, a, doctors told you that this was not a good, a good way to play any season. If they really cared about player health and safety, they wouldn't have had the season in the first place. Correct. Yep. All right. Um, do you guys have second hearts? Because my second heart is the programming language I'm learning. I don't really. I don't really have any hearts this week. All right. Well, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna recognition. 
Well, I'm gonna rant about C Sharp for a second because it's my pro it's my villain origin story. Uh, I apologize for being a nerd about programming. I hate this because it's so picky about syntax and it's so like, oh, you have an error, you can't compile. Windows doesn't like Windows. And it's just like one of these days, C sharp, I'm going to crack and it is all your fault. I think I think it's not just C sharp that will do that to you. I think it's a, almost any programming language. And then um, me with math, I will crack. I will I will break down. I will be crying. I have nothing to add. This is a smart person conversation. Crying about math is is not a smart person conversation. I promise. No, talking about programming, I took. But yeah, I took four years of computer science and I only got like through Java. I, if I do, if I think about anything other than Java, I cry. Fair. Um, and then what do you guys have for third parts of the week? I put Nolan Patrick, but also asterisk Nolan Patrick enjoyers. I say this as a Nolan Patrick enjoyer. Uh, I think we Nolan need to eradicate all Nolan Patrick enjoyers. I think I think it's time. I think it's over. <laughs> like it was, he, he has a great story. It was great for him to score in his first game back. It was great. It's great that we're all friends because we like the fact that he exists. But man, we need a new white boy of the month. This one's boring. This one's not good. We need a new model. We need I a think, new white boy of the year. Yeah, I it's think been, the problem. Year, are, the problem is people people have taken white boy of the month. Removed, removed the personhood and went, all right, he's perfect in every way. Come on, guys, he's perfect. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think we need to stop doing that. I think we need to, once again, take these men as they are. The bar is so low, and I know this, and I know we all know this, but what if we, what if we expect something? Just like, anything. Like a, per a personality good at hockey like whether it's any of those things like it, it has to be more than just oh he's cute or oh he looks like a lesbian it's like they all look like that they all look like that they are they're all the same model of man yeah i i fully agree with lesbians that. in this league come on give me a man who doesn't try to hide his spotify history from me god <laughs> go lasp are you kidding me i know it's you patrick Yeah, I think I think people have have taken the concept of Nolpat and 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 taken it um to a point where I think we're done with that. I think Nolpat enjoyers we should enjoy other things. Yeah, like, let's branch out. Yeah, <laughs> I believe gonna, in you. I'm gonna stay here with my bad choice in men, and we're just not gonna talk about that. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on over here to my superior choice in men. Um, with uh, it's just me and Jordan and Miles, and we're all happy, and we're all stupid, so, <laughs> yay. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stay here with Carter, Nick, Johnny, Nico. <laughs> Nico! Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm currently very much rooting for Jacob Rana to get 30 goals um, for the rest 30 of the 30 goal season! 30, 30 goal season! Uh, there's two games left. I think you should get 30 goals either tonight or tomorrow, but I think you should do it in one game. <laughs> yeah, I believe in him. I believe I in him. Fill the stadium with dogs. He will do it. He, yeah. will, he will 
he will go absolutely ham. Um, I appreciate Robo. He's my favorite rookie. I really want him to, to win the Calder. I hope he does well. I hope he, like, keeps his, like, roster spot and, like, on the top line. I love that for him. I'm glad Tyler Sagan is back. Um, I hope, I ho- actually, I'm like, I hope this means that he continues doing terrible cringy ads. I'd be sad if that went away. That's yeah, sad. I like making fun of him on the internet. Come on, Tyler, don't take this away from me too, just because you're back playing hockey or whatever. See, like, I don't think I'll ever stop being a Tyler Sagan enjoyer because there's nothing, like, he gives us more to enjoy and a lot of it is funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, because Nolan Patrick actively dislikes people, like, looking into his life. Where Tyler Sagan fully is like, here's my dogs, they call me daddy. Here's my dogs, they call me daddy, buy my perfume, but wait, you can also Photoshop this perfume out of my hand and make it look like I'm holding a little gritty stuffed animal, which I did. Or a little album. Oh, yeah, the, um, yeah, when that first popped off and immediately there was, um, there was a Tyler Sagan holding your favorite album Twitter, it was like, already immediately i also appreciate stephen johns for telling us that the dallas stars group chat did see that and did make fun of him for I doing the, the i they did make fun of him for doing that ad so don't worry okay because i was like i was like i accidentally sent one of those edits to tyler because i went um i went into my his uh dms on instagram and i was like i was gonna go take a screenshot like ah, ha, ha, how funny would this be if i sent this to him and then i accidentally sent it to him um i didn't get blocked or anything thank god because i was like i was like um tyler i'm so sorry about this <laughs> and then he never opened it so whatever that's so good yeah um so we don't have anything else to add i think good thanks for listening to this week's episode um we are the fake fans podcast you can follow us on twitter at fake fans podcast i believe do do i should know this by now but i don't <laughs> <laughs>